fuck is up, gamers? <laughs> Welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, you can't say the title this week. You want to know why? Why? I got why? a special guest oh, to say the shit. title for us. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Let's do so it So everyone again. be quiet for a sec. We'll lead into it. So. Okay. Good morning, welcome. afternoon, night, or evening, gamers, and welcome to... Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just, Just a fact. fact. We got we got Jordan B. Peterson uh, saying our title for him. us now. He he made it a, a, a cameo account mm -hmm. and then deleted it after one. Yeah, so no one else could yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. Which is very thoughtful of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I stand is, him now. Yeah, it's an absolutely huge, huge week. <laughs> Stop. It, it's what? It's a what week? Um, it's absolutely huge. Amazing. Okay, thank you. So we have a, a very special guest today. It's soundboard. It, it's Matt installed the soundboard and is going to make everything absolutely insufferable for absolutely every other host until all the hosts unionize together and demand that Matt never <laughs> use the soundboard again. <laughs> Are you our boss? Yes. Damn. Huh. My podcasting co-hosts, my 26M podcasting co-hosts, you know what? I'm abandoning this joke. I'm going to go ahead and huge jazz and just, I'd like to bail, please. I'd like to bail, please. Uh, I'm just going to open my podcast, Beeb. Very nice. What do we got this week? We got a lot of stuff this week. Um, oh, I want your beer. Oh, my beer! Uh, it is a <laughs> Mill Street Organic Lager. Mm. Ah, the classic. Because that's all I drink. Mm. But as for content, we do have a lot of content this week, although I mm -hmm. have very much been Epstein-brained, and Caroline's uh, contributions to the episode last week did not help this at all. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's just... Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Who are you? Hmm? Who are you? Oh! Oh, my name is Matt. I don't have a nickname, but um, I'm just going to say that my new nickname is... That's my nickname. And how's that spelled? Don't worry about it. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. On this Starbucks cup. Um, I'm Alex Leafcrunch, uh, a.k.a. Normie Chomsky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Val Flight Cub, um, executive producer of Dancing with the Spice. I'm very mm. excited to know what that means mm. when we get to it. You don't know either? I don't know either. I have no idea. Excellent. We're together in this. Well, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a fun moment in the future. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, we're having a real, real fun time in general. Hey, is everyone ready to party? Uh, I think I am. I'm afraid to say yes. David Koch, retire, bitch, from this Woo! movie coil. Yes. He I retired the I only way. My I thought that was. I thought that was gonna be a new sound. Oh um, well, I can use one of the old sounds for it. Hey, David Coke, fucking die! Woo! David Coke forced to retire the only way that old rich men like him can ever be forced to do anything by dying. Didn't really. You make do sense. in fact, like in fact, <laughs> you do love to see it. <laughs> 
Now, you can use that to get Brooks to agree with anything. Oh, I no. Can. And he's he's a great improv guy, so you know I think you, he'd be okay with that. You know what you know what they say about Alolan Executor? You do love to see it. Oh no. <laughs> so wrong. We can't do this oh. to the man. He's still alive. <laughs> Unlike David Koch, who retired yeah, from this mortal a, coil. If you had a sound clip of David Koch saying you do love to see it, what would you uh put it after? Mine would be uh communism. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine would be uh, prison abolitionism. You mine would be Bernie see. Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Anyway, it's really um, I, I like to think about the Cokes dying because their sons are completely useless, mm. and One there's of them has no that way company. that their sons will be able to carry on, like, the conservative ideological project that they started up. Like, yeah, one of them makes, like, Hawaiian shirts, which really, would actually really be a very good ugly. He He literally is says that they are shirts for the boardroom and the discotheque. Yeah, he does say the word <laughs> that discotheque. That is how he describes them. I like this guy. I like his, I like his ideas. I would well, like to one see... one of his dad's. His dad I would is like to see... Brother. I don't... Yeah, is his dad one of the two main brothers or one of the other three excommunicated brothers? I don't know like which of them. Jonas it is. It's the bonus Jonas. <laughs> the bonus Coke. The bonus joke Coke. Coke. The joke Coke. That's all of them. <laughs> that is all of them. I just like the idea of like $43 billion being invested entirely in Hawaiian shirts. That's mm-hmm. a market mm-hmm. I could get into. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I think... That's a good thing to see that they're... I mean, I'm sure their money is just going to go into the 100 billion foundations they have mm-hmm. uh, to create garbage and to spread garbage. But, you know, it's nice to think about something nice happening. Yeah, like one of them being dead. Do you have Caroline saying bye-bye? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so for t- t- for me to David Koch... Bye-bye! <laughs> Classic sound. Love that sound. Who's got their eyeballs uh, on the dock today? Uh huh. I, I, I got I got my eyeballs on the dock, and I'm just seeing a bunch of bad things that I don't want to say. Okay. So I anyone can't, else want to say them instead? <laughs> I can't open the dock on my computer, so. Oh, shrimp dressing. Um, I mean, we have like the main uh, heavy topic, mm-hmm. which we don't really have much to say about besides um, that it's awful and. Mm-hmm the world needs to change mm-hmm. um, and we need to change it. Um, and that's the fact that uh, the concentration camps uh, for children mm-hmm. uh, are now lifting time limits for de- for detainees mm-hmm. um, and there won't be vaccines uh, in these overcrowded uh, prison camp conditions. And the U.S. government is planning on letting uh, infection do their dirty work for them, and it's genocide. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and that's basically dirty. the purpose of concentration camps, right? Yeah. Is to just hoard them in one place, and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's despicable. Yeah. Um, so any, not much Democra- we can... any Democratic candidate that isn't taking this seriously needs to just drop out of the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, Seth Moulton did. So that's yeah, the one so good did, thing he's so done. Yeah, uh, so did Jay Inslee. 
And then, like, the day after Jay Inslee said he was leaving the Democratic campaign um, was the day that the DNC announced that they weren't going to fucking do a climate debate. Oh. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, absolutely brutal. Because, mm. um, like, the DNC just wants to lord over the ashes when it's done. Like, they, they don't care. They're all... It's just a bunch of people who are old as fuck and who have no, like, loyalty to, like, the people of the country. They just... They only care about the donor base because that's how they get paid. They don't mm-hmm. actually need to win elections to get money. And that's why they don't care. Mm-hmm. And also, they're old yeah. as fuck. Yeah. They're all going to be dead before the, or the world properly roasts. Mm-hmm. Man... <laughs> Um, but on the other hand, there's not much, I mean, there's not much to say to that, except that there is, there are people with principles who are running, like Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. who has, um, laid out some really comprehensive plans mm-hmm. in the past week. Yeah, I, um, um, I tried to click the article that we had for the labor plan, and I have apparently reached my article limit on Bloomberg. So if you would like to, like, elucidate oh. me to the, the contents of his plan, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. I would like to say uh, Bloomberg Opinion showed me a very appropriate um, advertisement for um, Soho residences, one to four bedrooms, priced from $2.38 million immediate occupancy. So they know Ooh. their audience. A steal. Um, yeah. That's like when, like, Audi was advertising their cars on Tumblr. It's like, who do you <laughs> think is reading this? How much money do you think there is in this platform? <laughs> yeah. No, um, so the the platform that Bernie has proposed, um, I'm having trouble pulling up the article for. Just give one second. Um, basically the biggest thing about it was he was, he is advocating for, um, sector wide, uh, bargaining. So instead of company to company, um, entire sectors of the economy could, uh, unionize together, which is extremely good and <laughs> would be, mm-hmm. well, I just so remember so helpful. Yeah. I saw a post the other day that was like the largest employers by state. And, like, a significant portion of the Southeast United States, the company's Walmart. Could you imagine how good just, like, an immediately started, absolutely no time to stop at Walmart union would be? Mm-hmm. And a Walmart union could literally destroy capitalism. In full. And that's And the thing is, not just Walmart, but every other retailer like Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sector Would all be unionized. Which is, I think, really helpful for, like... Like, when I worked at McDonald's, it was like, we can't unionize, there's, like, ten of us. But mm-hmm. if it yeah. wasn't just the people at an individual branch, but it was everyone at that kind of store or establishment, and everyone else, like, that does that kind of work at all, mm-hmm. unionize. That's exactly it. I'm thinking about this, it's really wild that there are companies big enough that even if it was just immediate company-wide bargaining and not store individual mm-hmm. bargaining, that it would be, like, enough to to do, like, some, like, have some severe consequences for those companies. Just because they're okay. that big, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even, even if you don't bring up sector-wide bargaining, if you were just able to do company-wide bargaining for everyone with your position... Like, mm-hmm. say, like, my position at Good Life, which is, like, front desk person, if I could right. immediately just be, like, boom, all of us. Yeah. It would be yeah, amazing. huge. And that's the yeah, whole, and like, like, that's why these companies are profitable is because that 
hasn't happened is mm -hmm. because all of the risk is on the lowest level exactly the smallest people in the in the chain because at a mcdonald's or uh any other like large chain food service company mm -hmm. um even if you have every single employee of your location on board and like you're like a militant uh union Mm -hmm. uh, they can just replace every single one of you, right. like, in an instant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and at worst comes to worst, like, if the whole franchise is like that and they can't be replaced, or every person they replace it, they replace you with is also pro-union or whatever, the franchise just folds, and McDonald's as a company is fine. Yeah. Yeah, because they would rather cut their losses than have a single unionized employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, like, the amount of power that companies hold over their labor force is like disgusting and it's bad it sucks so much that it just like gets worse depending on the sector like the whole thing i think we talked about it on the podcast of the the ice raid of the meatpacking plant mm -hmm. um so that whole thing was done over like they they say it was done over a sexual harassment complaint that had been fired hired against the the managers mm -hmm. there but that mm -hmm. wasn't like the only thing right. this same plant every couple of years just basically calls in ice and says replace our workers whenever mm -hmm. the workers mm -hmm. start getting towards like any level of solidarity with each other or any kind of community building so mm -hmm. they just they wait until they're at this point where they could bargain for their rights and then they turf them all with government force yep exactly and it doesn't even have to like that's an extreme example but it doesn't even have to be that like uh companies can put like absurd like limitations on your ability to like socialize mm -hmm. with coworkers outside of work hours yeah. or even like during work hours, they can get you in trouble for just like talking to someone on the floor. Mm. Um, like for example, I'm having some coworkers over for D and D tonight and one of them is a supervisor. And if they, uh, if the district manager found out that they were like hanging out with me outside of work hours, they would just be fired immediately. Yeah. And that's how wow. like, I'm not going to, I guess I've already named, I work at Starbucks. If you, if, uh, what's his name? Howard Mann Schultz. listens to this, come find me. Um, <laughs> well, no, actually don't find me because my coworkers also, I just implicated my coworkers. Um, anyway. You could find me, I don't give a shit. This I'll fucking 1v1 Howard Schultz myself. Mm. Yeah, Howard Schultz, you can fire my coworkers if you beat Matt in a fist fight. Mm -hmm. And that's my terms. Um, anyway. Sanders' labor platform also includes ending at-will employment. So, um, which is when companies can fire you just cause. Just cause? Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, without showing they had just cause. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But that is what it means, so. You know um, what? You know what? That that was pretty. Semper funny. Yeah. Thank you, Snake. <laughs> God, I wonder when I'm going to get tired snake. of this. I probably never. <laughs> probably never. You know why? You have to do this for me. You know why, Matt? You know Because. You do never... love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget that, um, like, at-will employment stuff is, like, a thing. Because mm -hmm. I feel like Ontario labor law protects you from that after, like, three weeks. Mm. Like, That's they nice. need um, it does in. It does in name. But, like, in reality... Um, it's not enforced very well. It's not enforced, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that sounds like most labor protections. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It was really funny. Um, so um, we got um, at Good Life, 
the head office would email us like every time the Employment Standards Act updated with like the full list of stuff and then also a poster to put up. And I was always the person who would print it out and post it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, know your rights, bitches. Not because anybody yeah. told you to, but just because you, yeah. Yeah, Not I got I got it, the email too, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna put this up so people know. <laughs> yep. Good for you. Not because a manager or a supervisor uh, was obligated to put them up. Yeah, yeah. I, I say this as like my managers at Good Life are actually pretty good, but that's only because due to particular staffing situation at the Good Life at which I work, they're out they're able to overstaff us without going over budget. Nice. And that's only because Amazing. we're like two managers short. And by overstaff, you mean staff properly. <laughs> I mean even overstaff. There are times when there are too many of us there. Oh, good. That is good. Yeah, It's good nice because you can just like, you know, socialize with people in the, like, like socialize with members, which is like, you know, a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. some kind of rapport with the people who use your business is actually good. Wouldn't you say mm-hmm. that, don't, wouldn't you say that socializing with members is not safe for work, though? Because I would say that because a member is a uh, that's a good point. Yeah, semper funny. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> are you are you two ready to learn what Dancing with Spice is yet, or should we just? Be- I mean, I also want to talk about the Green New Deal that yeah. he put forward. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I mean, it basically, it's a, a just. Uh, generally expanding collective bargaining, um, extending it to state and local government em- employees, allowing federal employees to strike. Um, there's a, that's a, a big lot of one. stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest one. There is like allowing federal employees to strike because that's like the largest blow ever done to the labor rights movement was the firing of the air traffic control workers by Reagan. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Which that's is kind of like they um, were federal workers. That was a whole thing. And then, of course, um, for any kind of uh, state or local government workers, like that would essentially give um, public teachers unions way more bargaining power than they have currently, mm-hmm. which is like very little. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very little, like compared to how they are in Ontario, where the teachers union is very powerful. Mm. As it should be. Um, overall, like, like in broad strokes, this labor plan I think it's it's worth mentioning that while a lot of people, like, say, oh, Bernie isn't, like, like in an, any other country, he'd be considered, like, center-left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, At This best. is, like, yeah, like, that. that's true, but this is such an enormous, like, step leftward. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's, bring, he's bringing so much serious shit to the table, mm-hmm. um, and, like, he has a huge amount of support, and, like, even if he doesn't win, like the fact that the Overton window is this far left right now, is you do love really to nice. see it. You do love to see it. It's great, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's radical. I mean, it's it's, um, it wouldn't be a big deal in other countries, but it is a big deal here. I think the so. big yeah. thing for it, as like something coming from a mainstream Democratic candidate, is that it's not capitulating to the other side before mm-hmm. even bringing it to the table. Right. Like exactly. if you're if you're gonna do something at all, you might as well moonshot and then mm-hmm. like scale it back a little bit afterwards if you need to to get it to go. Right. The problem That's... with Democrats is that they're always they were always offering the scaled back version before actually bringing it to the table. Like that's what happened with um, with Obamacare. 
is that mm-hmm. they allowed with co- complete control over the executive branch and the House and the Senate were allowing so many Republican amendments that it basically gutted it before it even made it to the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you come forward with something that's stronger, then if it gets scaled back, it's still an improvement. The mm-hmm. problem is they've just been backsliding for so many years that mm-hmm. nothing has nothing positive has happened in the labor rights movement at a wide scale for like a while. Right. Or rather, exactly. or rather, in government results for the labor rights movement, the labor rights movement itself has been very strong. But you, there's. Sometimes you need the executive power to come in and yeah. codify it. Exactly. Um, because the labor rights movement has basically been criminalized out of existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, One other thing about this yeah. platform, um, it also uh, does takes into account um, Medicare for All. So it says... Um, According to his campaign, the proposal would require that savings from the transition to medical Medicare for all would result in wage increases and additional benefits for workers. So any time, any um, benefits that would uh, come out of adding Medicare for all on top of your union benefits, what am I saying? The, all mm-hmm. that extra is uh, following this platform would be given back to the workers. That's so, good. It wouldn't I mean, just even be like, yeah. oh, now the thing is, is like even if money, even if this wasn't like codified into law, the fact that you'd have a state socialized Medicare would improve your bargaining position in general. It would, yeah, absolutely. Which is something that's always like in like Joe Biden and John Delaney's attacks on Medicare for all. They're just like people love their private insurance and they bargain so hard for their private insurance, and you're just gonna right. take it away from them. Right, and it's just like, yeah, this is no. This we're is just the... gonna we're gonna give them something better outside of their bargaining position, and then they will never have to bargain for it again. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, you worked so like these dogs like fought so hard for these table scraps. You're just gonna give them kibble. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, so I also wanted to just like quickly go over the Green New Deal mm-hmm. uh, proposal from Sanders because, like the labor proposal it's very like it's it's a shot for the moon um Mm -hmm. it'll never really happen but the fact that this is even like something he can put can put on the table is is heartening um and the fact that like it's a serious proposal is just really good Mm. um so basically the plan calls for 16.3 trillion to be spent over 15 years which uh, sounds like a huge number it's like a trillion dollars a year is a huge number, but like from the national budget, that's a realistic amount of money, mm. especially if you like cut back on military spending. Well, like especially because like this is this is going towards environmental policy and also labor policy. Like it, yeah. th- those are two of the largest sectors that aren't healthcare. In right because in, it calls in a, for in the a social of- security net. And it calls for the creation of like twenty million jobs. I think I didn't actually get that number written down but i remember that being said mm, yeah um that's like the fact the thing is that like investing in green infrastructure creates jobs mm-hmm. so does investing like, in infrastructure in general but like yeah exactly the u.s is terrible at spending on infrastructure and so is canada and so is really any country where infrastructure spending is tied to the executive branch and not to like 
people hired by the government that would stay between administrations. Because the problem is every time uh, there's a new administration, there's new appointments, and those new appointments have their own, like, ideas on how to do things. And um, people hate spending money on long-term capital projects because it's not good for the numbers, if you see a re- mm-hmm. if you see a red number one year, the fact that it's going to give you like fifty years of positive benefit isn't going to matter mm-hmm. when you only think of things in quarters. Hmm. Exactly. I'm, like I'm so that- mad about infrastructure at all fucking times. We could have trains. We could have trains fucking everywhere. There could be so many goddamn trains, and we don't have them. There could be trains, and they could be green trains because the plan calls for uh, transport and power to be um, carbon-free by 2030. Mm. Does it also uh, call for and, nationalizing them? Uh, not specifically, as far as I know. I didn't read Nationalize the Nationalize all um, the trains. But yes, that's a given. Um, it calls for the entire economy to be carbon-free by 2050. Um, and it's important to note, that doesn't mean, like, um, using carbon and then, like, taking an equivalent amount out of the atmosphere. It means, like, no carbon burning at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not carbon neutral, carbon free. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, yeah, not net zero, just zero. Um, it calls for declaring uh, climate change a national emergency, it is. which obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a global emergency. <laughs> um, and it, there's also some like stuff about like it's anti nuclear, uh, which is kind of like debatable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people who are very passionate about how nuclear isn't actually uh, a danger and to some extent I understand that but also like it's not the hill to die on like if we get if we get enough solar panels to power everything the fact that it would have cost a bit less to do it with nuclear doesn't matter Mm. yeah the thing with nuclear is this like it's overall like yield of pollutants is actually really small but the Mm -hmm. problem is those things last for hundreds of thousands of years well beyond any possible containment plan and of course there's the fact that any failure of a nuclear plant um as everyone knows is um a very large concern for anyone near it right yeah i understand the arguments for and against nuclear but it's one of those things where it's like i'm just some dum-dum I like I could give my position on this, but there's people who are much smarter than me who are doing that at different levels. Yeah, and the thing is, like, a, a hydroelectric a hydroelectric dam could also be catastrophic if it breaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, cat- a hydroelectric already... dam is catastrophic to build. Exactly. Yeah. And, like it that's something that's its immediate environment. It's so like not thought of by people planning it like energy projects that involve them except of mm-hmm. course if you're like the various um indigenous tribes whose land always seems to be the ones impacted by it mm-hmm. um like the site c dam and if that's not the one that's in new brunswick then also the one in new brunswick i couldn't i know there's one in bc and one in new brunswick both being fought by uh by indigenous groups around the area, mostly because the soil has high levels of mercury. Jeez. And, like, causing a flood throughout the entire area would necessarily just poison their drinking water. Mm. And yeah. that's why they don't want to have it done anywhere near them. Mm. 
there's a yeah. lot of there's a um, there's a lot to think about with hydroelectric, especially if you're from like Ontario and Quebec, because like fifty percent of our energy is generated from hydroelectric, because there's a yeah, lot of rivers. Um, At least Ontario has like Niagara Falls, which is a natural spot that they only had to build like one tiny extra tributary to make work. Whereas, like, a lot of places have to flood massive amounts of land on which people live and on which species live and on which people travel to make a new hydroelectric dam. In Ontario, um, hydroelectric is, like, 50%, like you said. Um, and that means that, like, the shorthand for power is just hydro. Like, you get a hydro bill. Huh. And it's Ontario Hydro is, like, the, the company that we get okay. money from. I mean, energy from. Interesting. I did not know that. The other thing um, that the plan has that I don't necessarily agree with um, is it says it doesn't call for carbon sequestration, um, which just means like taking carbon out of the atmosphere um, and storing it like solid, like as a solid, uh, which like he means specifically like using technological means to do that mm -hmm. because it's like it's you can't scale that basically to like a planet wide level. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing is, though, planting a trillion trees is carbon sequestration. Uh -huh. Yeah, they're just because carbon. Like, they're they're trees are literally of, just carbon taken out of the air. Yeah. yeah, they're they're thinking of it like they're thinking a level above where they need to be thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Planting trees just has a benefit no matter what. Yeah, it's cleaner um, air. Yeah. It makes things look nicer. It's better for flood protection, especially given how many catastrophic floods happen in parts of the southwestern and southeastern United States. Like, mm -hmm. they should be planting trees everywhere anyway. Mm -hmm. speaking hey, speaking of, of trees, trees... Speaking of trees... Mm -hmm. How are the trees doing? Not good. Not great. Um, you could say bad. You could say it's bad, and you could say that uh, Jair Bolsonaro is uh, deliberately burning the Amazon, mm -hmm. like he said he would, and like everyone said he would. Oh, no, like no. Didn't you hear the, the yes. statement that he released? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, it's actually NGOs burning the Amazon to make oh. his government look bad. Oh. oh, that's so smart of them. Yeah, you could just say things like this, and they're just accepted, and you're allowed to continue being president. Well, it's like how the media is tanking the economy to make Trump look It's like bad. how the media is tanking the economy. The media is tanking like the how, economy. Mm -hmm. It's like how you can um, you can report on the things he said and just present them uh, without any um, without calling it out at all, and you can hope that your readers will will infer that you think that this is a lie, but you won't say it's a lie. No, yeah. Yeah, like, the, the like media the class that's 100% aware that most people will just read headlines, like, not only just mm -hmm. because of, like, differences in media literacy, but just literally because half the time people will just see the headline while they're doing something else. Mm -hmm. Headlines will just kind of show up in your news feed. Not, you don't necessarily want to go read the news at that point, and so you're just scrolling through your feed. You see a headline. You don't have time to read the article. You need to make the headlines actually tell the story here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the only place I've ever seen do it are, like, the CNN chirons that come on during, like, after particularly bad Trump statements. And even then, they don't even do it to him all the time. Like, uh, they'll have a thing that's just, like, yeah, it'll, it'll say, like, uh, he said this, which isn't true. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the least you can do. And they, yeah. they do that, like, 20% of the time, maybe. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah, Trump's it's really bad. Parentheses lie. Yeah, 
the so the fascist who said he was a fascist who uh, got elected in Brazil on the platform of being a fascist mm-hmm. uh, and promised to uh, burn the Amazon and kill all the natives um, is burning the Amazon and the natives who are suing and fighting back for this um, and like they're being they're incredibly brave mm. yeah um, and that brings me to that brings a related point um, mm-hmm. don't donate to NGOs to fight the uh, for the Amazon donate directly to indigenous right. groups because the NGOs are are setting the fires right no just because the NGOs are not necessarily the best place to put your money ever yeah I know I'm just kidding <laughs> it's a good bit but yeah like uh, indigenous resistance groups are doing all the work and they're the ones who are most directly impacted by the problem happening. And it's kind of annoying how much the framing is literally just like the world's lung is on fire and not like millions and millions of people are being displaced from their land mm-hmm. and yeah, their I, way of I, life I, and their living. So um, I saw something on Twitter today that was like pictures of like animals in the fire. And it was like, it, it made me realize that it was like, that was the first time I'd heard of it as being more than just like, literally trees are on fire because like yeah yeah, forests are good and like trees being destroyed is upsetting but like there's lives that are being destroyed and then being ended like human lives are being hugely impacted and also like there's animals in the forests obviously Mm -hmm. but also the whole thing about all the carbon in the air where is it gonna go now because if well, did you know that if um, another twenty percent of the uh, Amazon rainforest is destroyed, it will do irreparable damage. That will be a, a endless cycle, a death yeah. spiral. Yeah, I think it was called. Like, the thing is, like even even if you're J.R. Bolsonaro and you see this as like, oh, it's our right as Brazilians to do what we want with our with our rainforest and like we're going to make money in the short term from like having more pasture here instead of forests, which doesn't make us any money. Mm-hmm. Um, in 30 years, you're going to have like no rain. Like the, the rainforest literally creates rain. Yeah. Like that's what the trees do. They emit water that makes the rain for everyone, including you. In the earth. Everyone on the earth. Yeah, yeah. but see, he won't be the president then. And you're his, right, so. his, uh, yeah. his quarterly results are going to look good for the couple of years that he's president. And it's going to be seen as an ep- economic boon. And then when all the cow pastures are on fire in 30 years, they're going to be like, I don't know how this happened. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously he knows that. Yeah. It's the, like the people who voted him in who, like, for whatever reason, believed in, like, a platform of, of Brazilian nationalism. Yeah, because um, that like, goes so well everywhere. Exactly, because nationalism fucks over the people of the nation mm-hmm. because it's the people at the top who are, like, doing it for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nationalism is basically just, like, how can we use people's love of country to benefit us specifically? And yet people fall mm-hmm. for it over and over again. Mm. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's it's just a very effective piece of propaganda. Including here with the the People's Party of Canada. Oh, God. Yeah, did you know that um, climate change um, being disputed by one of the major parties of Canada means that people can't have advertisements about climate change during the election without it being considered partisan? (laughs) Okay, major. They're polling at 3%. Yeah. 
I, I guess I could just say political party. Yeah. Which, um, technically, they're not even legally that until they have seats <laughs> in the legislature. Which, I guess they uh-huh. I guess they have some seats in the legislature right now because they have some floor crossers, but... Oh. That's a, that's a great loophole. Yeah. That is absurd. Um, that is absolutely Yeah, absurd. oh, you can just... You can just join another party while you're still representing people. Uh, and then that party is legitimate, no matter what it is. Yeah. And also just that because one group of people has decided to question a fact, you're not allowed to talk about it like it's a fact. Or at all? You're not allowed to talk about it at all? I, it's, so the, you, can, you, can, you can explain it. The clarification is that it's it's only um, like specifically like election ads. Uh, you can't like endorse uh, a candidate by saying this person believes in climate change. Um, like climate change activist groups can still like advertise during the election. They can't. They just can't endorse a candidate. Why not? Um, because we got to be polite. What? That yeah, yeah, Canadian election law is basically designed so that people can't get criticized. <laughs> and it's like only only parties run run ads against other parties and if anyone else does it, it it's very complicated. That is super weird. Here, I'll I'll, I'll just read the paragraph cuz it's actually more clear. Canada has strict regulations on partisan advertising during the election period, whether they be from candidates, parties, or third-party organizations. Individuals or organizations that take out issue advertisements um, that cost 500 or more have to register with Elections Canada as a third party. Okay. So, issue advertisements are paid media campaigns that take positions on issues related to party platforms and essentially it just restricts the amount that people can spend and the amount people can actually take out advertisements relating to climate change. Whereas if this weren't a partisan issue, someone could just place an ad saying we should think about the environment. So... How big of an ad can I buy for $499? I think that's really what we have to do is is create a $499 advertisement. But I don't think any ad buys would be that much because you have to that that includes what you pay for the airtime. Oh, I'm thinking of just like a a big poster but not too big. <laughs> big poster but not too big, just precisely $499 of material. Right. Yeah. And then like a Twitter account to make it viral is free. Mhm. Um We've got clout. We can do that. Yeah. We do have some clout. Anyway, the Canadian election is going to kill me and I want to die already. Great. Um, It's two months away. It is under two months away. Um. (laughs) Would you say that you love to see it or that you hate to see it? Um, If I had to put it on the Brooks scale, then I would say... You hate to see it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to hear Brooks say something yeah well we'll 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 talk about the election more as it becomes closer probably do another election special like we did for the ontario one yeah bring on some people who aren't hkip hosts as well just so we can have uh some more varied geography Mm -hmm. we'll we'll figure we'll figure something out but yeah canada become podcast canada (laughs) become podcast You want to see something? Want to um, want to say something good about Canadian politics, just so we have one? Sure. Yeah, I just wanted to um, shout out, not really like not a shout out, but just like, hey, awesome, this is cool. 
um, that uh, the Ottawa mayor, uh, Jim Watson, uh, Ottawa is the capital city of Canada, um, he uh, came out in an op-ed All right. uh, this week um, saying, like, after 30 years in public service, I'm coming out of the closet, um, and I just wish that I could have done it sooner, and uh, that he feels uh, really grateful for the people of Ottawa and the people of Canada for accepting him oh. because it was kind of an open secret for a while. Um, like I, I don't follow local politics at all because I just moved back here. Um, but I, even I knew, like, I didn't know anything about him except that he was gay. Um, but I'm really glad that he's out. Yeah. Uh, Good room for making Canada official. become gay. Canada become gay. Canada become gay. You hate to um, see it. Wait, no. No, you do what? love to see it. You do okay. love to see it. I forgot which button was which. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I was gonna, I was gonna soft block Brooks. <laughs> Take that, Brooks. Um. So, is anyone interested in buying Greenland? I would like to buy Greenland, please. I, I have ten dollars. Yeah. I have another six, so that's sixteen dollars. We go in together on that one. I have a half um, finished beer. Okay, I don't want to share it though. Um, so if you guys help me buy it, I will pay you back eventually. But I get okay all the stuff. Oh, okay. Is it even for? Um, sale, I heard there's though? oil or something there. Um, I don't know, but like, I mean, I we have sixteen dollars and a half a beer. So, mm. who's it belong to again? Is it Norway? Uh. Denita, they they, they have the, the the Norway lens. They 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 like you know they're not doing much what right. Do they, they could use need another country for. They don't need another country. Um, like we could swap Puerto Rico for Greenland, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you Green, know Greenland is Denmark first of all, or Guam. We never use it. <laughs> and also, Netherlands is is like the Netherlands, which is not Norway anyway. I I was saying a different thing. It was a bit. Your bit confused me. <laughs> I also forgot to be fair. I but yeah, uh, the yeah, whole thing with Greenland is particularly and, not, and just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> the thing with the Greenland that's the most frustrating is that like every pundit about it is treating it like it's just empty land and mm-hmm. not like land that countless Inuit people live on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which like that's pretty it's far like... for the course. It's the same like whenever Arctic discussions come up people want to claim mm-hmm. their sovereignty and then like Canada lets people starve and die of alcohol poisoning in the Canadian North because they don't want yeah. to act. They don't want to adequately fund any programs for them. They just want, mm-hmm. they just want I mean, to own it. It's also, it's the same thing as treating the Amazon as like free pasture, right. like free, free real estate. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very much the same and it's very like, this is like probably the most openly colonialist thing that Donald Trump has done. It's so funny. Oh, absolutely. Like the idea of buying a country from another country is so ludicrously antiquated. How yeah. And like the president uh, the president the prime minister of Denmark like called it an absurd idea to like not to his face but like publicly. Yeah, cuz it is. Um, well, even then it's like, like Greenland's self-determination is like I feel like it's within my lifetime that it wasn't literally just considered Denmark. Like it's still a, it's still a territory of Denmark, but it's, yeah. it's not literally considered Denmark anymore. 
it's honestly, and that right. that I feel is relatively recent. It's on Don't the fact same check level. Me. It's on the same level as Donald Trump, like looking into whether or not a president is allowed to pardon himself. <laughs> like he just doesn't know things and is just no. a stupid, weird kid baby. Well, the, this is to, this like, is not even just that. It's not just that he doesn't know things, but it's also he just has such a nakedly obvious, like power hungriness in the way he mm-hmm. approaches anything he does because mm-hmm. he just yeah. he just thinks he should be able to purchase this and the idea of calling it ridiculous itself is ridiculous yeah i mean like, it's, yeah it's so outside of social mobile, norms like... but it also it says so much about him as a person because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i mean that's what that's what his history is a like as a real estate person was was just like i'm gonna buy this now and um if people live there Oops. Yeah. Uh, you're and then now, I also sorry. saw some, like, you know, Canadian lib punditry being like, oh, no, Canada should buy it instead. And it's like, you're missing the point. Oh my God. You're oh missing my God. the God. fucking point. <laughs> that makes me so mad. That is so stupid. First of all, if there's any Arctic-adjacent land that Canada should own, it's Alaska. Because it's mm-hmm. literally attached to the left side of Canada. Mm. Maybe we could trade. What? what does America want that we have? Nothing. Uh, um, like a couple of islands in the vicinity of Vancouver that were lost to America during the Pig War. The pig like war. we should have San Juan Island. You telling me a pig fought this war? A pig fought the war. No, it was a war over a pig. Come on, look it up. It's a very, very okay. funny story. Um, Canada <laughs> should also have St. Pierre and Miquelon. Why the fuck does France have islands in Canada? Fuck I mean, you, France. Well, fuck you, France. But also, Canada shouldn't have anything. That's fair. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was following. <laughs> I was following the thread. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, country lines should be abolished. So jot that down. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, wacky America, Greenland. Hold on. What was it? The last word again. How do you spell abolished? A, a ball ish. A ball ish. Okay, I, it's I don't like, need it. It's not down. like Thanks. fully a ball, just like a ball ish. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so like, like a football. A, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Abolish football. Abolish. No, no, borders should just be footballs. One football. This is 17776. This is, this is 17776. Was that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's how football will be in the future. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, the fact that I went down that thread without like, like I just kind of started thinking about like territories around Canada and then thinking like, why, why, why not? Like that mm. that thread is pretty easy to follow if you're not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. No, I like I know what you mean. Like I definitely like I'm obviously like, I'm obviously not like yeah I'm not going for colonial expansion, but it's like that's like you, yeah you look at the 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 islands that France has like in the Saint Lawrence Bay and you're like that's not right. The re- <laughs> literal only reason they have them is so that they have fishing rights in Canadian waters, and this oh, is why amazing. we should just kill France. It's the worst country. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and leave you. Hanging it's like the on that second one. worst country. All right, 
we'll just move on. I, I mean, all countries are bad. Um, also true. Is it time? Except, hold on, I have to think of a good country. No, never mind. Let's go. Can we talk about the dancing with the spice? Are we I ready? I want to know what this is. I wanted to know what are this is ready? this whole fucking time. Okay, so I'm going to make a bad reference now and you're going to bear with me. Have you guys okay. seen the episode of Rick and Mortimer where... Yes. Uh, yes. I've seen all they, of them. Jerry gets abducted by aliens and he wanders into a simulation where the simulation is on the lowest setting and everyone is going around going, yes, my man, and just agreeing with everything <laughs> he says. And, and then there's also human music. <laughs> and there's human music and there's an Apple Awards. Yes. You know that? I don't remember this episode, but... Um, Laying out the premise for me made me laugh. It's very, like, it, it is very funny. Unfortunately, Rick and Morty is sometimes good. Every time That's Jerry says something, his boss says, yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, that's our universe now is just a simulation running at 10%. Because remember when Sean Spicer stopped being the press secretary for terrible um, president? of United States. Mm-hmm. Yes. People were like, oh, can't wait for his redemption arc. So excited to see Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars wait, next wait, year. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Sean Spicer's <laughs> this gonna is be what in the next season of Dancing with the Stars. No. <laughs> yeah. It's been a year since that Val. show was even on the air. Yes. Val, yes, Alex. The the process of connecting the dots of what you were saying was like falling down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> it's bad and it's also true. And um people he the dancing with the stars people are like, "We don't want to get political about it. Don't bring politics into this. The man's existence." Anyway, Sean Spicer's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. You can't make this stuff up, folks. You hate to see up, it. Folks. You do. You hate to see it. And in um, another uh, story where you can't you can't make this stuff up, um, Tangy Lasagna is uh, the face of and the designer of a new athleisure brand, which apparently people told her she was too controversial to run an athleisure brand, but she's showing them that she can do it anyway. And she, so she's got these terrible leggings that are navy blue with stars on the, white stars on them, like the American flag. Do you get it? And another pair that's camo, burgundy and dark blue, like red, white, and blue, but camo. Do you get it? I hate and it. The, I get it. And the, the um, company that she's working with to make these leggings also make athleisure wear where you can put a gun in your pants. For the, the gentleman on the go. For, yeah. Just sounds like it would be a joke, a fake thing of yoga pants where you can put a gun in it. But no, <laughs> it's what it is. And they're like... Yoga m- pants. <laughs> yoga. Yoga. So they're like $90 a pair and they're ugly. Because, but she made the brand, she made the, the designs because she felt that their American women don't have the clothing that represents their freedom that they deserve. I hate remembering that she exists and is mm-hmm. also younger than me. Mm-hmm. What? 
But because she's a conservative, she looks old. Yes. She looks old. She, she does. And like, there's nothing wrong with looking is. old. There's nothing wrong with looking old, but you, she looks old. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong um, with I think... looking or being old. No. But just every step that she takes closer to being a shriveled husk. Yeah, the thing is that when conservatives think... just age like milk. It's just a truth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when do you think Jacob Wall is going to like hit that switch? Um, hmm. I, I gotta mean, just look up what he looks like now. Or does he like? Does he like consume all the youth energy of every other conservative? Well, the as a conservative, like c- c- young conservatives men, either look like they are thirty-five-year-olds in high school clothing, like preppy high schooler mm-hmm. clothing, or they look like they're undercooked. So I think yeah. Jacob Wall yeah. is just one of like, those undercooked like, ones. I mean, I haven't looked at him in a while, but like Jared Kushner, like mm-hmm. man needs to go back to like the a, oven. Needs to go. He's not ready. Um, like men will like thirty-five-year-old men will be tasked with bringing peace to the Middle East and say, "I'm baby." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you don't like to see it. Oh, sorry. I, I was should have been ready with that. You, <laughs> no, hate, to you hate to see it. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Semper funny. Um, Semper funny. Thank you. Um, I do want to just um, say that the first sentence of the Tommy Lauren, Lauren, whatever, uh, uh, Instagram post announcing this athleisure brand uh, reads like a drill, a drill tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, Some have told me I'm too controversial to have an athleisure line that conservatives should just stick to politics and Trump cheerleading. My response? Watch me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have one for this. Don't underestimate me. I don't know who that is. It's Bernie. It's Bernie. Oh, okay. Why would you put Bernie next to Tamby like that? She said it. She did, she say, did it. say it. Yeah, it's it's bad enough that the line is called freedom, but also the pants are ugly. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, shout out to Tommy Lauren for inventing fashion. Thank you so much, Mather, for my pants. Um, I have another shout out. Shout out to Conan O'Brien for inventing podcasting. Y- y'all hear about this new thing? That article uh, it's called, made me so fucking called, mad. I call it Conan casting. When I saw that and somebody was like, oh, this should be a topic. I was like, somebody else can cover this because I'm not reading this with my eyes. I can't. Sorry. I What I meant to say was I call it pod Conan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say about this except that Variety magazine um, put out an issue with uh, Conan O'Brien on the cover looking like aged up uh face app archie andrews like always mm-hmm. yeah um but just that that was mean um to, to archie andrews um <laughs> he but just like calling him like the top host that's driving the podcast revolution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like it's so insulting and like 
I'm not like obviously noise space doesn't get the kind of listeners that uh fucking Conan become podcast does. But that doesn't matter, like Huh? What'd you say? Yeah, Stephanie, oh, Stephanie gets the big numbers. <laughs> True. But no, no episode on Noise Space has ever broken a thousand downloads. That's just... And we don't need that. The point of the podcasting... Hood. Like, the, the the whole... The revolution of podcasting isn't to get a million downloads. It's to have a million different shows mm-hmm. that each have a, their own audience. Yeah. That anyone can say anything. Mm-hmm. Um That sounds bad. No. Um, it's, but yeah. it's not. You had a human I mean, podcasting moment. It's fine. It's well, I mean, it's the truth because, like, no, right wing yeah. ghouls have had their own podcast for years, mm-hmm. and they do their yeah, own and thing, they suck shit. and I don't have to fucking see it. Apparently, the thing exactly. is, there's a Ron Burgundy podcast, and yeah, like, that sure ads, exists. There's one uh, of the ads. There's a podcast hosted by a fictional character who was a meme twenty years ago, yes. but one of the ads not played by this. I think is he play? Who's he played by? Uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, no, in the new one, in like the podcast, he's played by like Will Arnett. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's not even Will Ferrell. No, Jeez. I think I think it's well Arnett. Well, there's a there's an ad for it that's like a song or something, and but one of the lyrics is "I have a podcast and you don't," and I was just like, "That's a so bold fucking claim." That is uh, that's a bold claim. We all have fucking podcasts. Very now. presumptuous. Like your odds, the odds are not in your favor that. Yeah. No the, one, the, the thing about it, like there was podcast. a there was a retweet of that article that that's actually how the article got onto my timeline. Is that it's just like it's in the interests of the media, like. The media industry, the media okay. conglomerates, to mm-hmm. create. Okay, hold on, pause. What? I was, I was, I was completely wrong about that. I forgot that they both were named Will, and that's my confusion. Okay, he is so actually it is, Will Ferrell. Come back. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it's just it's in the interest of like the media owners and media conglomerates to create a walled garden and mm-hmm. to essentially make mm-hmm. it so that the only people making money off of podcasts are people with huge establishment to start with. Well, guess what? Remember Luminary? That's already true. That is but pretty that much already We're not going to keep podcasting. Yeah, man. It's just, like, it's good you that you can get a podcast out there and get it onto every network with, like, mm-hmm. an RSS feed. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly. your most prohibitive cost is finding hosting. And, like, mm-hmm. for the entirety of Noise Space, which is, like, it's a server that I use for other things that I just happen to host a podcast server on. I pay 20 bucks a month for it. And that's like, that is mm-hmm. not a hugely prohibitive cost. No, yeah. It's awesome. And then it's like equipment. You could just get like a, you can get a, you can get like a, like a, a pretty cheap microphone and still, and still start out with it. Like Which the is barrier a- for entry is basically non-existent for the medium. And that's how it should be. What is a yeah. worse podcast take? This or the article where the two girls made six episodes of a podcast on their phones and oh my because God. they weren't immediately famous. They were Who? mad that they, there, it was an article about podcasting. I do not remember for what publication. The headline was like, is podcasting dead? Yeah, yeah. And it, like the, the only person they interviewed was a girl who like rented studio time and bought these ludicrously expensive microphones to do a show where they just kind of talk about stuff with her friend. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it was a friend. I'm pretty sure they were just like, they were going into it as a business venture and they barely even knew each other. <laughs> Well, and so they were really mad that they weren't famous after six episodes and quit. They didn't even they scare? didn't rent they didn't rent studio equipment. They used their iPhones. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. They they went yeah. with, they went with the real shitty option. Right. So they didn't even they try to like, make it sound decent. Why isn't this making us so much money? Yeah. 
and I mean, you don't have to have equipment. Like, you can buy like a, a cheap mic, or you can like I, my first year and a half of podcasting was on my like laptop mic, and it wasn't good audio, but like it wasn't it wasn't meant as like evergreen content it was meant to just like talk to my friend and like yeah. if anyone wanted to listen they could yeah. and that well i mean that's how that's how Mabim bam started too they all had yeah, shitty exactly. mics and they literally just started it so that they could talk to each other and the fact that they made something like really big out of it is is actually really cool like say what you will mm-hmm. about you know McElroy's in 2019 or maximum fun as a network or anything like that the nonetheless started with a completely grassroots action from like a relatively small existing audience that they had from like the various video game sites they were the joystick yeah Yeah. McElroy's in 2019 more like macaroni and cheese I could go for some macaroni and cheese right now me too Steph you want to get macaroni and cheese for dinner yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't involve but the you listen... in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to listen to podcasts while doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, my brother, just... my brother, and cheese. I'm not gonna fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> I just I create podcasts basically for myself. I like to listen to myself talk. I make it yeah. somewhat for my friends because sometimes my friends like to hear me talk. The mm-hmm. push to constantly make everything into like capital C content trademark and have like celebrities involved in every single facet of your life is irritating. Mm. It's why I only listen Mm -hmm. to shows that are made by people I know with like very few exceptions. The point of podcasts is to listen to them and pretend that they're your friends. When it's Conan O'Brien, you know that he's not your friend. So what's the point? You can't create a parasocial relationship if they're already a celebrity. It just doesn't work. Come on. The illusion is busted. You have to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, podcasting. Um, that's basically all I have to say about that. It's just it's annoying, yeah, and frustrating and silly and stupid. Yeah. Um, I, and Conan... I think that wave, I think the wave of like corporate podcasting is going to die out really quickly because it's and it's it hard really to does. sustain like a every... podcast audience. Exactly, and every time like there's a huge like push of capital into podcasting it fizzles out like luminary launched a few months ago and like their tweets get like one engagement <laughs> like there it's nothing yeah um like there's just no like there's money in podcasting if you are supporting a family um and if you're very lucky you can do that yeah. like the McElroys. um and like they you know they have quite a lot of money off of their podcast now because yeah. they've been building up this empire for 10 years. Um, but they're not going to, like, they're not NBC or whatever. Yeah, they can't, you can't like, support an industry they, on it. You can't support, like, a, a, a public offering company. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so every time that they put money into it, it fizzles out because mattress ads don't pay for, like, dividends So what you're or saying is yeah. next time one of these, like, podcast ghouls wants to start some kind of startup and starts pouring like venture capital money into it. We need to get on that train and take as much of the money as possible yes. for ourselves. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. Yes. What I'm saying is Conan O'Brien come the fuck on HKIP. Mm-hmm. Conan, O'Gri- Conan O'Brien come on HKIP, motherfucker. <laughs> Conan O'Brien's VC investors go on HKIP. Yeah. 1v14 us on HKIP. Yeah, 1v14 us. Uh, you- He's really tall. We can 
Want, it, it matches out. Yeah. Do you want to do a quick shout out for that last topic, and then we can move into Lightbringers? Dog Racing Resigned? Dog Racing Resigned, yes. So there were um, there are 17 dog racing tracks left in America. 11 of them are in Florida. And in November of 2018, um, Florida passed a thing, an amendment, I think, to their constitution that made dog racing uh, unconstitutional. So basically there's like the rest of the dog tracks in america are like spread out over five states Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basically dog racing resigned in america hell yeah yeah so adopt a greyhound i've i did i read the article that was originally posted about it and i really actually do like that it started from the perspective of like the trainers of the dogs before moving Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. like the context of like the industry's impacts at large because mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of like it paints you a more positive picture of the trainers and then just pulls the rug out from under you yeah because you can Man. tell yeah. that everything they said is is just so anecdotal yeah and yeah. i don't i don't doubt that the trainers do care about the dogs mm-hmm. but they could care about them in another context right exactly. like it's, exactly. it's just a bunch of faceless owners like that's what they even said like all the owners are completely faceless don't interact with the dogs at all they just take their money from the one races mm-hmm. and, I think and, and the basically end, there was somebody that was like they only pay based on the payout of the races. So, like, mm-hmm. the trainers aren't even getting, like, good money out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at the end, one the of the The only sad thing about this... owners was like, I don't even like dogs. They're gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, the only sad thing about this is that episode one of The Simpsons might be incomprehensible in 20 years. That is true. <laughs> but... If we take episode one of The Simpsons as an example, uh, episode one of The Simpsons, of course, being called Simpsons Roasting Over an Open Fire, which aired in December of 1989, uh, just for reference. Um, Hey, how come you know that? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) um, The dogs could be adopted out to loving homes that keep them for 30 plus seasons. Whoop, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Santa's little helper is old as fuck now. Santa's little helper is the world's first immortal dog. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but not its um, last. The thing that The Simpsons does uh, is that they like shift their timeline every couple of years so that The Simpsons are always the same age, mm-hmm. and eventually right, but... they will shift it far enough forward that the time that they got Santa's little helper will be a point where there was no dog racing in the United States, and they'll have to <laughs> retcon his origin story to not be dog racing. Except that they won't. I mean, they won't because it they doesn't won't. matter. They won't be doing musical numbers with. But they should. But they should. Congressmen and stuff. Santa's little helper come on HCAP. Santa's little helper come on HCAP. Matt Groening one v one me so that I can write my final two seasons of The Simpsons. So yeah, that's shoutouts. Want to do something nice and start talking Lightbringers? Lightbringers. Yeah. Light me this bringer. Who wants to go first? Mister Lightbringer, bring me a light. I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. I have been listening a lot to an album um, by Logic called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I had to look it Who made it, it? It's by Logic. But who, but who made it in Logic? Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it's this guy named Bobby Tarantino. Um, anyway. Um... Yeah, I I like it. He says penis too many times, but that's okay. Uh, It's good songs, except for the one that... Well, whatever. A couple of them are fine. Um, Poverty's Nerfect. Poverty's Nerfect, and it's it's a good album, I think. It's 
So I've been listening to it. Um, would you say that everyone should go out and buy your logic? It's <laughs> <laughs> good. No, you can just listen to it on Spotify, actually. So. Okay. That's what I would do. I've never used oh, Spotify wait. in my Hold life, on. but it sounds cool. Um, so my Lightbringer um, is kind of cheesy, um, but uh, this coming Sunday uh, is going to be my first time going to a Pride Parade. Hell yeah! Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, as a teenager, I like I didn't feel connected to the community, mm-hmm. um, and then as I was going through the, it, um, I, I wanted to go, but it always ended up that I wasn't in town yeah. when it happened. Mm. And then last year, um, I was moving back to my hometown, and I moved, like, the day before the Pride Parade where I was, mm-hmm. and I moved uh, I moved back, like, a week after no. the Pride Parade happened here. Woof. So I missed both. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to go with some friends, and it's going to be nice. Good. I feel like the energy of that Pride Parade is probably going to be like pretty good with uh, with Jim Watson having just come out too. Yeah, I hope so. Like that just seems like it's going to bring a good energy to the table. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about him as a mayor, but he's okay. Fine, I think. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's just like okay. But if you dug into it, you'd be like, you know. But I mean, like at least he's not yeah. a ghoul. So, and that I think that's honestly yeah. the best we can ask for in Canadian politics at this point is just a non-ghoul. Mm. Exactly. Which, yeah, we I can't believe we went we went through the whole section on like the uh, the Green New Deal without mentioning that like Jugmeet Singh just put out like a Green New Deal platform for the NDP. But we'll get to it. Oh, did he? Yeah, we can do that in the elections. But I didn't haven't seen that, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's worth looking into for sure. I'm I'm glad they're finally you know putting policy forward. Because the yes, NDP has been doing stuff, just not More necessarily exclamation point, Reggie. Yeah, <laughs> please, please give us a platform. Please give us something to vote for, and please make it so that I can just start yelling at people who plan to vote liberal. NDP and then, like, have like something the, to point them towards. More like the new duffing party. Um, the the NDP actually stands for never do politics. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Val's better. <laughs> Thank Whatever, you, mine's mine's like has history. I like Matt's better. <laughs> Alex, I'm going back to my usual trend of recommending podcasts for my life bringer. Uh, this podcast is one I've actually recommended before, but that was before it went on like a really extended hiatus. Uh, and it's called the Skoden Podcast. And yeah. Skoden is in Let's Go Then, which is a piece of Are they back? They are back. Nice. Uh, so the Skoden podcast feed updated. Previously, it only had like the three newest episodes, but now like the first ten episodes, the first season, the three episodes that make up the second season, and then two new episodes for the current season are all on the same feed. Uh, it has new art, which is not the uh, the Skoden graffiti on the Sudbury Water Tower anymore, uh, because the person who did the graffiti turned out to be some manner of creep. Oh. Uh, which is very, which is disappointing. I told, um, Mm -hmm. it's Ashley Corchain who runs the podcast. I said, like, I could just go around Sudbury and find you other Skoden graffiti because it is everywhere. (laughs) And -hmm. it's very good every time I see it. Um, So it's, yeah, it's a, it's an indigenous run owned and operated independent news hour. 
and huh. it's like a really really good way to get uh indigenous perspectives on canadian issues and i would highly recommend i'm literally it. downloading it all right now yeah no it's it's very good and they're on uh, facebook instagram twitter spotify and itunes uh under the name skoden podcast that's s-k-o-d-e-n it's good yeah I mean, if if I, if I were Brooks, I would say, you do love to see it. <laughs> I do. All right. Um, is that all about? That, yeah, that is everything. Is. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we are HKIPGTD, um, and we are that on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Um, we have a Discord where most of the jokes we say come from. Um, and we're on your favorite podcatcher, uh, whether that's Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iTunes, or Google Play. Or noisepace.xyz. Just yeah, you just check it out right on the website. And that's also where you can find the Discord link. I'm going to have like catchier links for Discord eventually. Just working on, mm. the, working on that in the back end. Um, we'd also like to thank the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men from Cold Hearted Town and uh, we'd also like to thank our patrons on Patreon uh, you can donate to our Patreon to help support the show uh, $1 gets you access to all of our bonus content I swear to god the piece that has been mentioned which I will not name because naming it <laughs> makes it less likely to come out will be coming soon it just keeps sliding off my brain like it's just like covered in like a cooking oil and you're just like slip sliding like a penguin like whew. i mean maybe it's already come out and the listeners don't remember because it just it's it might have happened but i feel like it, it's like three hours long and there's no way they would forget it existing well i mean it like it, it slips off their brain too yeah once they listen to it but yeah we'll also have the they the, have a cut for time segments which are long form stories that we either couldn't elaborate on the episode due to scheduling or just wanted to get into more in depth. Uh, we have two of those so far, one that's on the most recent Evo fighting game championships and one by host of the show, Alex, not leaf crunch. OG Alex about fashion and racism within fashion. Uh, we also do mm-hmm. pre-shows, post-shows, mid-shows, whenever we record something that doesn't make it into the final cut, but it's still kind of funny. Uh, that will go up on the feed as well. And this content is available for just $1. At $5, you get a shout-out on the podcast as well as a special role in the Discord. And at $10, you get all of that. Plus, you also get to listen to the show as we record, as I believe a couple of people are doing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you get the shout-out. And I would like to shout-out all of our 5 and $10 patrons uh, so we have a sexual fish tank, Alex Schaup, Alex Hoot, Ashidu, Bryant, Bryce, Burgermeister, Cadejo, Chaz Goblin, David Besser, Destry Hawk, Dick Butt is the Real Jesus, Dijonese, Ellen, Florian Siegel, Kangaria, Maximilian Rower, Michael Weems, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Ollie Anders, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Pregnant Seinfeld, Pierre the Disaster, Roan the Other V. Berg, Six Arm Sweater, Stephanie Ruff, Summer Geist, The Tallest Jew, and Tufster McGee. Thank you to everyone. Yes, thank you for helping support truly independent podcasting that does not in any way, shape, or form involve Conan O'Brien.
Mm-hmm. Unless he asks. Unless he asks, in which case he will be immediately on the show and will replace as many hosts as is necessary to pay him to be on the show. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's like as tall as maybe like, I mean, Caroline probably comes up to his knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, approximately the height. <laughs> and I, I don't say that to to tease Caroline. I just mean he's very tall. He is very tall. Um, but yeah, he would replace about like three point five hosts at least, um, just by size and he alone. Should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, thank you to all our patrons. And as a reminder, um, our one person uh, fifteen thousand dollar tier is still open, Mister Soros. Um, please answer my emails. We are still waiting um, for his Patreon account to be set up, but once it is, I'm sure he will be donating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please actually please don't uh donate to that because we're just waiting for him to like get his stuff in order. Yeah. Um that's about everything. Um you can find us on the internet too, I guess, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um I'm Alex Leaf Crunch and that's my name. And you can find it on Twitter and Tumblr. Um without the Alex part though. Yeah. I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattGCN, on Tumblr at Tramampoline, and don't look for me anywhere else. Just don't <laughs> do it. Stay away. I am. Um, I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me at Twitter at Flight Cub B. The extra B stands for Twitter. Or um, in my office during uh, during regular office hours. <laughs> the extra B stands for Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori.